tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Hey there, Dan. How you doing? Not bad, mate. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Bought my acoustic round today. So I, well, yes, we both have these large wooden boxes, <laughs> these bermuths. There we go. With hands. <laughs> you yeah. have the gibbo, I have the tailor, it's all good. Yeah, nice sounds. Nice. Um, I was going to ask you, because uh, we haven't got as long today, if we could just maybe look at a song you like to perform on the acoustic and you just take us three hours to do it. Sure, why not? Short and sweet, eh? Nice. Uh, well, I've had the, the sort of pleasure recently of working with a friend of mine called Matt Mitchell um, on a couple of acoustic gigs. Let's give him a shout out, actually. I think we ought to. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, he was the, yeah. uh, the vocalist of Furion. I mean, he's hoping to, to do something more with those soon, uh, with that band soon. And then Colour of Noise was the next band he had out. And now he's got a new project called Matt Mitchell and the Cold Hearts. And yeah. the single Black Diamonds is being played by Planet Rock. Yeah, non-stop on Planet Rock. And Not it's off. great. Go and check great, it out. I'll great put a link single. to it in the uh, show notes. Sorry, classic rock with a shot in the arm. Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah, I was asked, you know, quite chuffed to be asked by Matt to, to play on a couple of acoustic gigs for him. And I had to sort of sing the songs as he's sort of taking a break. So I'm um, sort of left with, well, what, what songs What songs do I know? What songs do I, you know, do I sing? And of course, on the acoustic guitar, it's it's a funny, funny beast. You know, you can go and search for acoustic songs, and that's great. They're obviously going to work. But there's a whole bunch of other songs that can also work on acoustic guitar. Yeah, okay. I mean, we played Highway to Hell the other night on acoustic. Yeah, that sounds great. I can imagine that <laughs> it, sounds It really works good. surprisingly well. Um, what I'm going to do here is my take on a, well... Dare I say, James Blunt tune. I used to be in an acoustic trio. We had a, a guy who's a good drummer friend of mine who played percussion for us, the conga drums, and another singer and guitar player. And we used to go out as a as a trio called the Troubadours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Folktastic. <laughs> the Minstrels. The Minstrels. I think about that. Okay, the Troubadours. So the Troubadours, the travelling musician. And we used to do a James Blunt tune called 1973. Yeah. Do you know the song? Mm, I'm not sure. I think I probably will, yeah. Well, it's really slow on the record. And unfortunately, for, for my ears, I find that, you know, while it's a cool tune, it sort of lumbers along, it's a little slow for its own good. Now, this is the cool thing when you have, you know, just you and an acoustic guitar. You can play around with things without worrying about anybody else and having to get them involved you know you're, you're just going to go and play these songs you do them however you like yeah got you, you yeah. do your rendition of it now the original record had this quite cool kind of bass line going on sort of rocking along with each chord change and i thought how can i kind of emulate that but i want to sort of emulate the different sort of steps within the piece and that i by that i mean sort of volume and, and sort of vibes yeah, okay. You know, with the live band, let's let's get this out of the way right now. If you if you've got a live band, 
and you're packing sort of, you know, bass, guitar, drums, vocals, maybe even a keyboard player, maybe even more than one guitar player. If you're lucky, maybe you've got other members too. You can bring certain musicians in and out as you choose. Mm. And so the dynamics can be built on not just how loud and soft somebody plays, but also on who you're going to have playing at that particular time. Yeah. Yeah. So with an acoustic guitar, it's a little different. Your dynamics are really sort of down to kind of what you're going to play on the instrument and how how loud you're going to make that when you play it. Yeah. You know, single note lines, they're not going to be as loud. You know, whereas a full strummed chord is going to carry more weight. Yeah. And sometimes we want to carry weight and sometimes we don't. So the basic plot with this one starts with E minor, we've got a cap on the second, goes to D, down to C, G, and do the F sharp bass. D. So you've got like a D sort of shape. Yep. Bring your third finger across there to the B string. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and then the other two fingers sort of move, or you can sometimes attack with your yeah, thumb. Yeah, thumb. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so we've got that. Now, if I was just sort of playing it on the speed of the record, it's really slow. Falling asleep, and I've only heard about eight bars of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know the tune though. You know the tune, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, the C sounds quite nice as like a C major seven. Yeah, gives you that open vibe. Mm. There's a sort of a bass line. saying we're going to play that but there's that kind of vibe to the bass line okay so I thought well okay let's simplify that down a little bit is it worth looking at the bass line with uh, with me and the audience just quickly just to okay quite, so quite a nice bass line sorry sorry to so this ruin is, the flow <laughs> <coughs> so as I say I'm I'm kind of picking up on what's on the record here yeah I'm not a bassist. I haven't sat down and meticulously worked the bass line out. So. so you slide from the fifth fret above the capo to the seventh. You can do that probably with your third finger. Then you've got the fifth fret on the A. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got kind of that sort of thing in between each chord. So, we've got this, in between each chord, E minor, D, C, C major 7, and then the G, and the D and F sharp, 
fairly quick change at the end. Let's look at the maybe the fingers you're playing the riff with. I think we can make this a little easier for you. Yeah, okay. So sliding up, slide with the third, ending on the first, but rather than trying to cross a string with the first finger back to the E, slide down from the seven oh, yeah. to the five. And it's a lot easier. Doing this kind of rhythm. worry about the riff after you played the G. So you sort of settle on the G. It's a quick change. Now, gotcha. what I'm trying to do here... Quite enjoy putting the bass line over the top actually. Thank That's you. Challenging. Yeah, I like, I like it is that. challenging. The thing is, I'm going to play it up to speed in a minute. And yeah, it's going to be really challenging. You're going to see <laughs> that it sounds good. I always think if something, yeah, if something sounds good, it's good. Mm. If it's different, if that's your interpretation, but it works, why not? Well, hey, there's grass on the wicket. Let's play cricket. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so <laughs> that was the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm thinking of the bass line, I'm thinking of the chords, I'm thinking of a way of carrying this entire song. You've got to remember when I was doing this, there was no bass in that little trio of ours. Yeah. We're doing everything on the guitar. The other guy's playing a few chords. I've got to really bring it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, I went in something like this. Singing on this one, or is that you singing? I was singing. Fun and Going at a slower pace, maybe, if it's a bit of a, a, bit of a bump fight the old OT rooms, you know. 
Yeah, but I get the idea. I'll get okay. the speed. Yeah. So let's add the words. It's more getting older. Journey's been done your skin. Sorry. <laughs> so something like that. Cool. Okay. Sounds great. Now what I did after that was I went into arpeggiated session. Look at that okay, bit. Yeah, that's you get cool. the idea. Words you not exactly like right, but E minus seven. Yeah. yeah. up a couple of frets. Are we the open? But yeah, we just tackle the G only though that's open. So we don't go above the G.
get the more floaty yeah. sort of arpeggiated section. Yeah. <clears throat> which goes over the kind of chorusy bit. So we have a sort of fairly sparse chord work, but the bass line is doing sort of some of the heavy lifting through the verse. And then to get that, then it always already sounds quite big to sort of open up a bit. We're going to the arpeggiated bit. And you notice when I sort of quieten that down a bit, you know, you can quieten that down a bit by just playing, playing more gently. Playing more gently. 
Dumping some of the bass notes sometimes. Yeah. exercise you can do both on electric guitar and acoustic guitar is take something really simple like a chord I'll, I'll take my capo off actually let's show you some little exercises about dynamics perhaps I think sometimes it's so easy to get wrapped up in the the thing about I want to learn more chords, I want to learn more scales, I want to play faster, and all of that's completely valid. Yeah. You know, of course it is. There's nothing wrong with learning technical things. There's nothing wrong with bolstering your theory. There's nothing wrong with getting more interesting sounds via more chords and things. But something which audiences in particular respond to, and which makes the difference in a performance between just bashing through the song and actually it being a performance... You know, <clears throat> is the dynamics. Yeah. You know, I, I worked with a guy once doing some sort of acoustic stuff and he used the phrase, I want to take the audience along with me. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. And as much as, you know, if you can draw an audience in. Yeah. You know, you, you can go a long, long way with that. If you can, if you can kind of draw an audience in, listen to people like Bruce Springsteen. He's an amazing songwriter, but he's a great storyteller. Absolutely. You know, and you listen to, you know, you, you listen to the lyrics, you listen to what he's saying and the way he's saying it. It's a story. It's like the dark side of the moon or something. You, you, you've you gone on an entire journey throughout the whole, I know it's like acoustic. But yeah. It's a journey, in it? The whole album is... That's right. But whether it's acoustic or electric, dynamics are not something to be ignored. You know, and obviously to match things like good lyrics and, and, and having a vocalist who can tell a story so well, you need sympathetic dynamics mm. that play to that. You know, is the tune exciting? Is, is it heavy? Is it, is, it, is it light? Is it sad? Is it happy? What is it? What's going on in this tune? What do we want to convey? We need some peaks and troughs. Yeah. You know, you know even even the best metal bands out there can only run on 11 for so long before they need peaks and troughs. Yeah, it just gets boring. Exactly. I remember Metallica was saying when they did the Black Album and they did this, the song Unforgiven, mm. they took the idea of a quiet verse and a heavy chorus and they swapped it around so that the chorus is actually quite light and the, the verse is the heavy part and it's quite a quite clever because yeah. it brings the light and shade into a slightly different place so one thing we can do on acoustic guitar bring it back to our acoustic guitars here is C sorry, maybe strumming a chord I've just got E minor the easiest one there it doesn't matter what chord it really is and see how quietly you can strum it just loosen your grip on the strings on the sorry on the plectrum not the strings so your pick is floating above the strings, really, just sort of gliding across. Now apply a little bit more pressure. 
little bit more resistance. Don't hold the pick any harder, but it's like you're applying resistance. Imagine at the moment you change you're just, the angle. Yeah, so you're just letting the, gen, really gently, as gently as I can. I that's right. So, like the, that. so really, we're offering no resistance to the string whatsoever. Now, just offer up a bit of resistance by just just allowing that pick to move slightly less. How loud can you get it? There's a massive dynamic range there. And everything from loud to quiet and in between. You know, if you start a song loud, sometimes it's good to drop it down maybe for a verse and then step it up a bit for a pre-chorus yeah. and have it banging for the chorus. Some songs even don't save their best for the chorus. You know, you wait till the guitar solo and that's the high point. Yeah. The thing is, when we translate that onto an acoustic guitar, you know, we're, we're doing all of it. We're doing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we do do everything, you know, we're trying to encompass what the whole song is all about on one instrument. Yeah. We can't say to the bass player if you just duck out for the first 32 bars and then we'll see you later. Yeah. You know, but you, you can't play on just the top strings. Right, <laughs> yeah. or the bass strings or whatever yeah. whatever it may be. Something else which is good from the point of view of dynamics, again electric or acoustic, is try and maintain a rhythm. Probably best started at a normal. Now, how quiet can we get it? harder isn't it when you've got to maintain a rhythm it's hard when you've got to play up strokes cause... well I actually swapped to a finger yeah yeah I, I swapped I, from a pick to a that. finger I did that as well yeah right Cause this I found is... that on the, what we were talking earlier about playing uh, a Gibson Les Paul and I was talking about getting quite a, mm. an acoustic-y kind of I didn't touch the pedals at all I just went from thumbs for Man on the Moon mm. to using uh, the old uh, plectrum totally reduces the, the attack. Interestingly, I was going to say sometimes when you, yeah, I've found when you put a, a acoustic through a PA system, sometimes when I've gone to do finger picking, you know, yeah. sometimes through a PA, not always, I guess, and maybe it depends on kind of what other kit you have in between but I mean for a lot of us if we're not primarily acoustic guitar players yeah often our acoustic is bought out for the odd gig we get asked to do or the odd song or mm. you know when we're teaching someone who's playing acoustic guitar or like I do I go into schools I don't want to take an amp as well so I take an acoustic guitar and that does me fine so on the occasions we go through a PA system maybe we're not always investing in all the pedals and other things that we might want to sort of augment our signal chain. Yeah. Um, when I was gigging with Matt the other night, actually, I was like quite jealous of the live sound that he had with his acoustic. It really was rather good. 
But sometimes I find that through PA systems, you can find like the the sort of more rounded, warm sounds of of the thumb hitting the bass string, which sounds good, you know, when you're at home. It can be real boomy, or, or yeah. yeah. So sometimes what I I've do, experienced that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, this one's quite, quite nicely set up for not necessarily getting that. And what I love about the, this is also the volume controls just inside the sound hub. Ah, that it's helps. Quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with this, my volume controls mounted on the side. Yeah, that's pretty good. I actually have a one of those rubber discs which fits in the hole. Yeah, I do. As well. uh, yeah. And. Um, it's annoying, obviously, if your volume control's there, you're a bit lost. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I can't use that anymore. But uh, I actually found the other night when I was getting the, putting the, the the rubber cover over the sound hole made quite a big difference. You know, it's they're, they're pennies, really. And they cost just a few quid, but it actually worked wonders. Yeah. With, with getting a far better sort of live sound, not dogged by feedback and resonance problems, you know, whether, you know, sort of... A, a particular frequency is resonating with your guitar string and yeah and then causes it to kind of ring inadvertently which is not particularly pleasant might actually cut out something on mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good point well yeah I suppose you put a finger in there or something yeah but um I find sometimes I'm better off using pick and fingers you know it's not as dexterous for some things but Now I'm picking the bass notes with my pick. That works quite well, and also yeah. it means I'm set up if I'm taking an acoustic solo. Yeah. If I'm in a duo or something. I'm sort of ready to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I've got all the other fingers ready for. Compromise, you know, you've got a bit of a compromise there, maybe by by doing that. I remember reading an interview with Brad Paisley, of course, an amazing country guitar player, yeah. and he was saying in the studio he uses pick and fingers quite a lot. And I suppose this is kind of, you know, with acoustic guitar, like fingers or pick and fingers is the sort of the same equivalent as a guitar player using just a pick or pick and fingers. If you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was saying that when he uses, you know, a lot of the sort of pick and finger stuff in the studio, you know, you've got a mic in front of your amp, it's super sensitive, it picks everything up. Yeah. And if you want to know how sensitive a mic is, um, there's a real cool little video out there with, is it Tim Pierce? Session so Sausage? Yeah. yeah. And there's a, a thing where he shows you sort of around his studio and he plugs different guitars in, looks at different parts on tracks. And he says, he said, downstairs I've got a 4x12 and there's mics all over it. He's got, I've got an SM58, he's got a whole bunch of other mics. And he's got mic preamps and he can bring up each mic on his 4x12 
and mix the mic sounds. Oh, that's a good setup, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it all sounds hugely different. Like he said, you know, you can you can find that by bringing up one mic with certain sounds, it produces more mids than with another. If it's too much, you can dial in another mic or dial that out. And he's wow. mixing these mic sounds, and the difference is amazing. If you if you're wondering just how sensitive a microphone is once it's in front of your amp, have a look at that video. It's quite an eye opener. Okay, yeah, that's great. You know, but Brad Paisley was saying that, you know, in the studio, he will use more of the, the, the pick and finger stuff because the mic is picking it up. The sensitivity of the mic is hearing everything. Mm. Whereas he said, when I go out live, it doesn't always translate across in a big live arena. It just doesn't always kind of like sort of hit you quite the same. He said, probably in that scenario, though, he does use pick and fingers. He uses more sort of plectrum-based stuff for that reason because of the attack and everything, which is exactly what I'm kind of sort of referring to, even if you've got a compressor on there, which will make the notes pop out a bit better. Mm. You know, you've still got the softness of the tone which you get from your fingers rather than the more sort of tighter, brighter sounds that you get with the plectrum. Yeah. So it's something worth experimenting with because the other thing too is most of us probably don't sort of sit there with our PA on full chattel in our living room, you know. <laughs> Testing it out, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if we're honest, most of us find that our test bed is, is going to the gig. gig. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, and by then you haven't really had any kind of test at all. Yeah. You know, you've, you've rolled up and you, you've, you know, turned on and plugged everything in and away we go. Cross your fingers, I hope it works. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. right. I mean, if you do want things which kind of work very well with an acoustic guitar, there's a, a pretty amazing unit by NR Bags called the Venue DI, yeah. uh, which I believe has a tuner built in and it also has like a boost built in if you want to kind of boost for solos. And it's got a parametric EQ as well which allows you to dial out any of the, the nasty noises which might cause you sort of problems with feedback. So that's like a single pedal? Or... Yeah, it's quite pricey. It always used yeah. to be around the 300 quid mark. It's quite salty. Um, there's also the Fishman Aura system, which allows oh, you quite a lot of tonal control as well. Some preamps on, on guitars have things like notch filters, which allows us to kind of take out a small sort of slither of offending EQ that may be feeding back yeah. and keep everything else so luckily we can't really tell the difference tonally but we can tell that it ain't feeding back no more but all of those things all of those things can help also while gigging with Matt I was seeing the how useful a looper pedal could be yeah they're you know, pretty good they are I mean he was using a Bosch GE7 graphic EQ just to boost for solos which again was working exceptionally well um, but yeah, it's, it's worth with an acoustic guitar sort of experimenting with outboard gear. If you are going to do any more than the odd song or the odd gig here and there, you know, it certainly got me thinking. Um, so yeah, it's, it's worth looking into that and seeing what's, seeing what's out there. Cause you know, a, a good sound electric or acoustic is far more inspiring and an acoustic guitar is quite a different animal when you plug it into a PA it can become incredibly lively. Yeah, okay. Cool. Thank you. All right. No Perfect. Worries. Thank Cheers. you very much. 
Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do, and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Music